Hi, this is Norm Augustinus. I'm sorry I missed your call. After tone, leave your name and number. I'll get back to you. Hi, Norm. I wish I could have talked to you in person, but I guess leaving you this message will have to do. When I was 13 years old, my dad bought me a Christmas time gift certificate for a ride on a hot air balloon. On the 20th of December, I was standing in the basket connected to a huge hot air balloon. The basket is where people stand when they are taking a ride in a hot air balloon. The other people standing in the basket with me were mostly men. When the balloon launched, everyone was laughing and drinking champagne. However, at 20,000 feet, the bottom of the basket fell out. Everyone that was standing in the basket fell to the ground at over 100 miles an hour. Norm as I fell to the ground I was fucked repeatedly by the men that were once standing in the basket of the balloon. It was horrible. Before my body made impact with the ground my clothes had been torn off except for my panties which were at my ankles. When I finally hit the ground my cum-covered body became embedded into the top of an old tree stump that was protruding out of the ground. While my body was draped over the stump I was fucked from the rear again and again by the remaining men that had survived the fall. Norm I really enjoy your podcast. I am telling you this story so that it can empower your listeners. Happy Thanksgiving. Bye. End of messages. He wishes he could have killed his grandmother. His mother says everything he touches turns to shit. He's been to jail, spent 24 hours in a mental institution, and unsuccessfully tried to kill himself three times. And now, live via the internet, abso-fucking-looting-free, Norm Augustinus. Pardon me, fuckstick. So I'm working on my ice fishing shanty for the upcoming winter season. And what is an ice fishing shanty? An ice fishing shanty is like a box. You get inside the box, you put the box on top the ice, and then you're in the box, protected from the elements, and you're catching fish from below the frozen level of ice that was once water. There's fish below you, you're on top the ice, you're inside the ice fishing shanty. And I'm inside this thing. And while I'm working on the ice fishing shanty in my backyard, by the way, I live on 100 acres up here, in the middle of nowhere, upper upper northern Michigan, surrounded by fucking state land, thousands of acres of woods in Michigan. That's all Michigan is, two-thirds of it. Lakes, rivers, streams, brooks. Bogs, quicksand, sand dunes, even mountains. When fucking the glaciers came through Michigan, they really left a storehouse of interesting shit. They made it the greatest state in the United States. And then surrounded by all kinds of fucking fresh water, three great lakes. So I'm working on my ice fishing shanty and I hit a particular area as I'm working. And it, this, this wood reminds me of something I saw years earlier. And I'm going to talk about that for a second, then get back to the ice fishing shanty. Now, when I look at this wood, it reminds me of years ago when I was humping this chick. You're going to say, how can a piece of wood remind you of a chick you were humping? I was humping this chick. The wood reminded me of it. And the chick was laying on her side on a bed. And she was on her side on a bed. And that time, her ass was facing me. And I was on my side, too. And I screwed my dick into her cunt from behind. I mean, it's a massive dick, you know this, 15.5 pounds of meat, and that's the truth. That's how big my dick is, 15.5 pounds. I'm kind of tired of talking about how I know it was 15.5 pounds, but in case you've tuned in, uh, I found out my dick was 15.5 pounds, the weight of it. I don't know what it is in the metric system, because I put my cock on my friend's cocaine scale years ago. He's dead now, and the cocaine scale, when I put my dick on it, bottomed out at 15.5 pounds. That's how heavy, how lumberous my dick is. A 15.5 pound dick. Now that's the truth. So imagine you're a chickling on your side and I'm behind you and I've got this fucking, my beaver buster, my cum cannoli, my Abraham Lincoln log splitter. I got it jammed up your cunt and then I'm going to go into your back door too. Just pummel the shit out of you, break your spirit completely, show you who the fuck the boss is, take control, just dominate the shit out of you, then you may end up going through a window head first. I've done that so many times, you're going to say, Norm, 
That's illegal. You can't throw a bitch through a window head first after you're done fucking her. I cannot begin to tell you how satisfying that is. You look out the window, you got no clothes on, the cum is still dripping from your fuck stick, and you look out the window and there's the bitch you just humped. She was laying on her side in a bed and you were banging her from the rear. You were on your side too. And there's the bitch you banged out and she's laying crumpled up in like a crumpled ball. There's, uh, there's actually glass around her and she's sort of groggy or unconscious and you can see the cum dripping out of her ass. Now that's not a violent act. That's just an act of spontaneity. That's something people do during intercourse. It's common. A lot of people do that. I've swung bitches around rooms by their ponytail. And then I let them go when they're going the right RPM and they're, they're moving around the room, the right circular motion, the right speed. And I've let them go. I don't know how many times I, I was turning them maybe 25, 40 times after I was done fucking them. I've let them go and they fly so gracefully. They look like Yvonne Gulagan or something like that, whatever that Olympic lady was years ago. They look like her doing a double, triple axle and they're going through the fucking air and they crash into my, they go right through my bedroom door. Like they were steered that way. Like they had fucking some ability to maneuver. And they crash into my fucking chest of drawers and knock all the shit off that. They tra crash into my fucking dresser. They crash into the fucking mini bar. And they smash into that. They crash into the fucking bread bat, the bread box and smash and flatten that. It's uh, land on the kitchen floor. It's just something you do exciting. It's just exciting and it's unexpected and they love that. They think when they go home, man, I've never had that happen. I've never had nobody throw me through a fucking window like a torpedo, like a scud missile when they were done fucking me. I'll remember that my whole life. She's on a bed and she's in a hospital somewhere and she's thinking about all these other dullards she fucked and then she thinks of who? She thinks of Norm Augustinus and she can't get rid of that memory, that engram. And she, even at that age, can get that pussy wet as she's dying in a hospital with all kinds of tubes going into her. Of course, that's not a big feat. Chicks can get that pussy going at 80 and 90 fucking years old. The cunt doesn't die. I've said it before. It's unbreakable. And they should make fucking car tires out of what a cunt is made of. Scientists should get on a cunt, break down the whole fucking DNA of it, the whole chemistry of it, and then start making tires out of a cunt. The same, the same principles. And then you'd have a tire that would never wear out because a chick can take a dick till she's fucking a hundred years old and they still want the dick. If there's a dime out there, if there's some old dude out there that's got 50 bucks in a savings account, this old bag of shit will fuck him to get that $50. So I'm thinking about this memory and I was banging out this bitch from the rear. I think her name was something stupid. And at one time, this name was popular, and I can say it now. She's probably dead. She probably OD'd or something like that. Too many abortions. Something like that kicked out the fucking back door of a bar and hit her head into the fucking dumpster. It's something, I think it was Mandy, but I'm not sure. But I'm 100% sure that I'm sure that it was Mandy, but there is a slight doubt in there. I think her fucking name was Mandy. And it's stupid, isn't it? See, that's when they used to name chicks fucking feminine names. They had really feminine names for a bitch, like Mandy, like you knew you were with a woman. And the point of that was, was to make you feel like you were with a woman. The female that raised her, she liked dick. She wanted dick all the time. She wanted a man to want her, to desire her, to fit into the idea of femininity. So she'd name the bitch Mandy, and it worked for me. I thought I was with a real fucking bimbo, big-titted idiot who wasn't going to do nothing. She wasn't going to know Excel spreadsheets. She wasn't fucking going to drive around an electric fucking car. She was just there to fuck and propagate and keep that fucking DNA, that image of those people in our world. And that's all that all fucking is, and women are. The idea of it is, is that you keep on propagating, you keep on that having the image of their face, that type of image, that face, the makeup of it, in this world. It can't fall out. It has to stay in this world. There's a place for her face. So they keep fucking. They keep making these same faces. The family all looks alike. That's everybody. And this face stays here. It can't, it cannot be removed from this planet. If it is, there's some kind of ripple, some kind of repercussions. But that's what they say, neither here nor there. So Mandy was laying on her side. Now remember, I saw, 
I, I got this memory back when I saw this piece of wood while I'm working on my ice fishing shanty. We're going to come back to the ice fishing shanty story. She's laying on her side, and I take my dick, and her ass is out. She had a nice ass, and ni- everything about her was nice, nice skin, thin. I don't like fat asses. I don't want big curbs. I don't want a big, lumpy, cottage, cheesy ass with like a shelf. You could put a fucking two bottles on it. I don't like nothing like that. I want a size three or five, and I want her to be desirable with long hair. I don't want to compete with her. I just want to break her down. We both fucking go at each other till we're used up and we hook up somehow maybe. We're used up. We both broke each other the fuck down spiritually, physically, in every way possible. And that's what I want, the natural course of things. I don't want some fucking advertisement, some group, some AAA group, some fucking group that calls itself something with just letter. I don't want nothing like that shit, and I'm sure you don't either. So Mandy's on her side. It sounds funny to say Mandy. Mandy's on her side, and I got my 15.5-pound dick out. Now, at that time, I wasn't aware of what I could do with my dick, how how much destruction I could cause with my dick. I, did, I wasn't aware of it. I learned how to use my dick much more gracefully as I got older, and I say that because my dick is, honest to God, 15.5 pounds. And I weighed it, weighed it recently... There was a discount at a department store near my house. I got to go quite a ways to get to it. I don't really drive much. I live in the middle of nowhere. It's a privately owned department store, and they had a discount on a fucking scale, and I bought the scale. I think it was a $1.98, and I recently weighed my dick, and honest to God, it was more than 15.5 pounds. I guess a dick can put on weight over the years, so I got bigger with some fat, excess fat. That's all right. The more beefier, the meatier, the more of an impact a woman can feel when that package, when that dick, when your sack and shit, your your penis slams into her fucking genitals, the better. So I weighed my dick years ago. It was 15.5 pounds. I wasn't really graceful with my dick, and my dick shaft is gigantic. So when I would fuck a woman, I'd go too deep. My dick would go through their cervix and over to their uterix, uterus, where the fucking eggs were, past the fallopian tubes and all that shit, and when I pulled my dick out, I'd have to extract it from where the uterus was and all that, and the eggs and the fallopian tubes and all that shit, and when I'd pull my dick out because I went too deep, there'd be fucking human female eggs on the end of my dick, and I got cocky one time. I remember being wasted. I think it was LSD. I'm not lysergic acid or something, and I got wasted, and I remember eating the eggs off my cockhead with these fucking crackers. I, they were Nabisco crackers. I'm not really sure. I also remember eating them on Funyums. Now, Funyums are, I don't know what they are. They're some kind of fried shit. It's uh, like a potato chip, tastes like an onion. But I put the eggs on the Funyums, little pieces of Funyums that were broken, and it wasn't bad. I mean, if you've never eaten a female egg on a Funyum or on a fucking cracker, like a Nabisco cracker, maybe even with mayonnaise, then you're fucking missing out. I even put horseradish on it. But I can honestly say I'm here to tell you that, remember, this is a learning show, that I have eaten female eggs. They have been on the end of my cock. Now, there's a monkey. There's a monkey that uses a stick, and he can use a stick. I think, is it called a stick monkey? He can use a stick. He can put the stick into an ant hill, a termite hill, something like that. And he can pull a stick out and he can eat the eggs. I mean, eat the, eat the termites, eat the ants. That's sort of like my cock. I can put my cock in if I'm not careful. The cock will go past the cervix. Now, the cervix, honest to God, it looks like the head of a dick and there's a hole in it. And that fucking thing gets really big. You don't even want to talk about that. And my dick has gone through the cervix and over to where the eggs are hanging off the, there's the fallopian tubes, the uterus and all that shit, hanging off the fucking uterus, the eggs, and I could pull it out and there's my dick out and there's eggs all over it. I've gotten much more graceful when I fuck women because now I can, I, at that time I could see what could happen. I just banged the shit out of them with this big dick and they couldn't walk well. That sounds like a joke. It sounds like something cliche, but I'm talking about like a, like a handicap situation. They couldn't walk well. I'm not saying, wow, I've sprang my ass. I've sprang my thighs fucking. It's going to go away. I can go to work anyways. No one will know it. It'll hurt as I walk. I'm talking about a situation where that they're fucking almost can't seriously impaired walking. 
They could not walk. How about two ass cakes that were black, like like they had died, and all the blood had pooled to their ass cakes, and it was all black back there and black on their back because I fucked them so hard it was like they were continually in a car accident or something, and it was being replayed like something in a Twilight Zone movie and just being fucked hard, going unconscious, fucked hard, going unconscious, fucked hard, going unconscious. I remember when I was done fucking this woman, I pulled my cock out. I heard her exhale. Then I saw her roll a little bit, like over one or two times, and she fucking went on the floor off the bed, and she was gone. She was wiped out. Now, that's a fucking. I told you once or twice before or many times that when I come into fucking, I'm going to really do some damage. I put my whole heart into it. I'm not going to sit there like my fucking friend did. He's massaging her, her, her temples and playing with her hair. Telling her, I'm coming in there to unload and to fucking do some force, some, some gravitational force, some impact force, and all that kind of shit. G-force. I'm using all kinds of math when I'm in there fucking. But I remember when I was done fucking her, she let out this little air breath and sort of rolled to the side, her body, and she hit the floor. That's how bad. It was just nothing. It was it was not her saying something like this. Wow, that was really great, honey. I love you. That was a tremendous lovemaking session. I could tell you we're really enjoying it, and we were together. We were one. I don't even fucking ever hear them even say to me anything like that. It's usually just, ah, oh, and then a gasp like that, and then onto the fucking floor. I humped a chick one time on top of a tree stump. The stump fucking come loose from the ground because of the impact I was giving her. The whole goddamn stump fell over. She was unconscious. I was wasted. Do you know that in the morning I found her still clutching onto that tree stump, and she was still unconscious? She was holding it like it was her fucking man. That's how hard I banged her. I banged her, all the vibrations, the sounds, the emotions. It goes down that tree stump and into Mother Earth, and we're connected like nobody could ever be connected to the Mother Earth. And all the repercussions, all the benefits, the rewards that come with that come into me and go into her. Who the fuck wants to fuck on a foam mattress that some chink made in China and you're not connected to the earth at all. Wow, let's fuck on my foam mattress. They delivered it to the door, the gasoline, cars, tr wow, let's get fucking on, let's get to fucking on. I got, I got my foam mattress. Got it from fucking Walmart. So I remember pumping that way, and I got much more gentle at how it was fucking. So I, I was fucking this woman. Let's get back to the story. She's laying on her side. Mandy, it sounds silly. I think there was even a song about it one time. At that time, the song came out. I can't remember the artist. And when the song came out, there was fucking literally millions of Mandy bitches being named Mandy because the song was popular. That's how a woman is. They hear a song. They see a soap opera. They see something like that. And they name their fucking kid that. So there was a lot of Mandys all over. I don't know where the fuck the Mandys are now. I've never bumped into a Mandy again. And I think they're probably using their middle name because they don't want to be called Mandy or be known to be one of those bitches from that, one of these ignorant imbeciles from then. So I've got her on the side and I stuck my cock in her ass and I went deep. And I know now because I've got such a developed dickhead, the nerve endings in my dickhead, I know when I've hit their fucking cervix and I back out a little bit. Instinct tells me to bust through the cervix, go deep, and go egg hunting again on my fuck stick, but I can't do that anymore. I gotta back out a little bit, and then oftentimes I'll put my hand around my base of my cock because it, it somehow makes up for the distance I can't go in there. But I was banging around from the fucking brown eye, I banged around from her beaver, her brown eye, her fuck, her fuck hole, her brown eye, her fucking, all that shit, stink star. They call it a stink star, or I do, because it looks like a badge. When I say stink star, the asshole looks like a badge. It's like they're the sheriff, the sheriff of whatever, the sheriff of stink, the sheriff of pleasure. But all chicks walk around with a badge, which is their asshole, and it's like a, that's why I call it the stink star. Now, you can use that too. It's not derogatory. It's meant to be a compliment. She's the sheriff, and she's allowing me. She's the fucking marshal. She's the deputy, the deputy, <laughs> deputy of love. She's the deputy, and she's allowed me to violate her. 
and that's nice. Her stink star, her brown eye. A brown eye also refers to her asshole. It's like a brown eye. You get it? Brown eye. So she's laying on her side. I cram her out. I'm cramming her from the front. I'm cramming her from the back. There's all kinds of goddamn sounds, all kinds of moans. You probably don't hear like I hear when I'm fucking. When I'm fucking, I hear bizarre sounds that you probably couldn't shake like <laughs> that's what i hear when i'm fucking only in a female voice i just use my voice in a female like like way delivered i can't deliver it like a way a female would deliver because they're taking what they're taking a fucking louisville slugger miniature souvenir baseball bat into their stink star at a million revolutions a thing they're taking a fucking million revolutions of my Louisville Slugger souvenir baseball bat on Detroit Tiger Day in their fucking cunt. It's amazing. So they make all these fucking sounds. I have been privy to things that you probably never will be, partially because of my personality. I'm very charismatic. I'm very honest and very attractive, unlike you. And I've got a massive fucking Louisville Slugger souvenir baseball bat that you could get on free souvenir day when you went to Tiger Day at Tiger Stadium in Detroit, Michigan. You could get these fucking things. They even used to give away baseball mitts or gloves. It was great. So I'm hammering around from the rear. Once the sounds start to disappear, I don't usually tell you this shit because it's so personal. Once her sounds start to disappear, I know she's almost going into another parallel universe, another, another zone another dimension because the sounds start to dry up and they become she becomes sort of limp because of the fucking I'm giving her it's almost a gray out is there such a thing as a gray out you've heard of blacking out it's like a graying out as I'm fucking just keep fucking and fucking and fucking the head keeps hitting the headboard her head again and again and again and again I am the fucking guy that you hate when you're in a hotel room or elsewhere, when you hear the headboard slamming into the fucking wall, the adjoining wall when you're in a fucking motel room or, or even in an apartment building, I am that fucking guy causing that. Cracks in the wall and all that shit. So here's where it comes in that, where I said that the wood on my, on my, uh, on my ice fishing shanty, where the wood jarred a memory in me, a piece of certain wood. As I'm fucking her, I look up and over to the left. Now, I always am looking up and over and all around and up and down when I'm fucking because you can't really trust a bitch. You know this. They're not your pal. They're mostly for themselves. They're, it's almost impossible for them to love you. They'll love you because it's like Christmas time and they're shopping and they're infatuated with you, but the minute they're not, you're fucking gone. When your money's gone, when everything's cleaned out, when they got your house, when they know your bank account or withdrawals, they got the ATM card, it starts to fizzle the fuck there. That's the next evolution. It's first the thirst thing of attraction and fucking, then it evolves into that. So I look up and all around because I'm afraid of what could happen because the great Norm Augustinus is banging out Mandy. I don't know if she's told me the truth. You never fucking know if they've told you the truth. And when I look up to the left, I see a picture frame. And the picture frame has the same kind of wood, this darkened, discolored wood, and the grain is kind of, looks like it's been sandblasted from the weather. The grain's like that. And I look up and see this, this photograph in this pretty frame, this old antique-like frame. And the photograph is a, with a woman standing alongside a horse. It's an old photo. I don't know, 50 years old, 75. Whenever they start making photographs, whenever they come out with cameras and start developing film and all that other shit, it looks like it's possibly that old or near there. And I look at it, and while I'm fucking, I'm holding on to her hips. I do that because it. I can hold on to the hips and I can pound for the depth that I want. I can move her up and down because of the size of my dick. I'm constantly adjusting them. I slide them up. I move them down. I slide them up. I inch them up a little bit. I move them to the right. I'm, I'm constantly moving them around on the bed because I have to adjust the, the fucking mount that I have. She's the mount. I'm fucking. I have to move it and think it's logistics and all that. You know, figure this shit out. So I look up at the photograph. And it's a woman standing next to a horse. It looks like a, you know, a 
Annie, get your gun kind of woman from the Old West. She's happy. She's been given this life. She's taking advantage of every day. This is the day the Lord hath given. I will rejoice and be glad in it. It's kind of a photo like that. And she's by her horse. I don't know what his fucking name was, Rusty or something. And he had tremendously long fur. I don't know what it was, on a Lapalooza, a fucking old gray. I don't know what kind of horse it was. But what I did notice, what, what was remarkable to me in a photograph was this. As she was standing by the horse, I looked up to the horse, and I noticed that all from his lower neck on down, from the lower portion of his neck that connects to his body, on down, that the horse had a big area, maybe two feet, three feet, of, of hair that was missing. There was no goddamn hair. There was no hair there. And I could see the horse's skin. I'd never seen that. And I thought, what would cause that? No saddle, no this, no that. He was sick. What would cause that? So I started getting really interested in this, brought on by Mandy, as I was fucking Mandy. Now, when I was done fucking her, she did the same thing that most of the women have done with me. I didn't have a chance to throw her through a fucking window. I didn't have the chance to swing her around by her ponytail. I didn't have a chance to run around in the fucking backyard with a fucking claw hammer chasing her and she's scared to death thinking she's going to be killed, which really turns chicks on because all she did was the same shit that I've often had was this. Oh. And then I heard air. <sighs> like someone had died. And then some involuntary reaction... It caused her to move left, and she rolled and fell onto the fucking floor with this big clunk. When I was done fucking, and she was down there doing whatever she did after I fucked her, I came up and walked to the photograph under this frame that reminded me of the wood around my ice fishing shanty, and I inspected it, and it really caught my eye. It really intrigued me. It really got my mind to going. What they say, it was a buzz with activity about what I had seen. So I started studying these fucking things. I started studying old horse pictures. Now, I probably have maybe 30,000 old horse pictures of a bitch standing next to a horse. I have 30,000 of those at least, and I've studied these pictures. And I've come to this conclusion. I had come to this. And I almost had forgotten that I even did this study because I do so many studies, unfunded studies. I do so many studies that it doesn't, it's almost, uh, it's nuts. You'd say to me, why do you keep doing this? You get nothing from it, no benefit from. I do get a benefit from them by maybe telling the stories to someone like you. So I noticed that in these photographs, all these photographs I have, there's this big patch of hair there in a bitch standing next to the horse, this big patch of hair that's missing on the horse. And I came to this conclusion after many years of studying all that, that the pussy which is the woman right there. The pussy gets turned on. Now, this is going to be it in its barest form. And I have pages of a, of a conclusion in thesis papers I've written with regards to this, in papers that I've sent to periodicals and journals and scientific uh, publications. But you don't want that. I noticed that the pussy, which rains down tons of tears of lubricant, the pussy rains us down when it gets turned on. All this, it's like a rainstorm, if you've ever seen it. If you have a girlfriend, if you've got an old lady, you have her stand with her legs spread with no clothes on, and you play with her tits or whatever you got to do, you'll notice that it starts literally raining below their cunt, like a rainstorm, drops, raining, raining down from her cunt. Now, I believe that the poor horses, even today, the woman gets turned on, and when she gets turned on, these caustic vaginal juices, these these things made for lubrication, and the causticity of it, the lubricant, there's a special chemical in the woman's vaginal juices that kills germs, that neutralizes urine, because the cock's going to go into her, the pre-urine. It neutralizes all this shit, and it's a deadly cocktail, a deadly mix, once it comes out. And I believe that every picture that I've ever seen with a horse missing stuff there, missing hair, and just his raw skin out, I believe that the bitch was turned on, bouncing up and down. The juices came through her fucking pants, through her chaps, through her leather pants, whatever it was she was standing in, and it got onto that horse, and it rubbed into that horse's back like a fucking lotion, and it killed all the hairs in his fucking back. It made him have permanent alopecia in that area. 
If you think I'm kidding you, honest to God, you look at any old horse pitcher or horse pitcher a woman's has, a has, even horse pitchers today of a bitch go online and you'll see that the horse is missing two feet of hair at the base of his neck and along the top of his body where a woman would sit two feet, three feet of hair. It's fucking gone from her dripping pussy. It's gone. And that's what happens when a chick rides a horse. And I started to think, I thought, if that hair could die of riding a horse, what could this pussy juice do to a man who's got his cock in that hole? It's not just his back like a horse. His cock is in that hole. What is happening to a man? And this set me off seeking answers. And you get these questions and answers in these fucking recordings every goddamn week. I don't know how I do it. I don't know how I don't run out. I never seem to run out of fucking being able to talk and express these ideas with you. It's probably because of the relationship you and I have. But that picture when I was fucking this woman, when she rolled over to her side and hit the floor, that picture now was what, what really stunned this, this quest this idea i never checked it i never checked it never went further never went deeper on this idea but that's the fuck what i found out when i was fucking this woman that these horses are missing hair that the hair was taken out by the woman's cunt the woman's cunt is caustic and dangerous i learned this then and it's the same thing that could happen to you and i've talked to men that i know honest to god now, they don't advertise this. They'll never advertise nothing with regards to a woman, the dangerousness of a woman. I mean, do they tell you that if a woman has had a baby, she can't give blood to a man but because she, she could kill the man? They, they can't donate blood. They see that fucking anywhere, the antibodies, whatever it was in her body, can actually kill the person they donate the blood to. That's a female, man. This is shit they don't tell you. I've talked to friends of mine, and they've said, what are you asking me, Norm? And I'll say, are you bald down there where your dick is? You have alopecia by your balls. You know that nine-tenths, not nine-tenths, nine out of ten men that I've talked to will tell me, yes, the hair fell out of my dick. There's no balls with hair on it. There's no, there's no hair around my dick. And I said, I know why that is. Because of the woman's caustic fucking juices that rain out of her cunt. The rainstorms that come out of that woman's fucking cunt. You know, you get worried and shit. You get scared. And you think, wow, rainstorm. It's a thunderstorm. I'm scared. It's lightning and all that. You're running around the house. Your kids are running around the house. The truth of it is they don't fucking seem to get scared. The most dangerous rainstorm there is is when it starts raining between a woman's legs. That's the most horrible weather front that could ever happen. But there's no mention of it, just like there's no mention that you can't give blood if you've had a baby to a man because you could kill him. I mean, they know right there. If a woman was meant it was good, you wouldn't die from a blood donation from her. If she's had a fucking kid, she like is killing you, making you pay some kind of penalty because she's been on, she's been fucking saddled with a kid. And now everybody she donates blood to is going to die. They don't tell you that. They don't tell you about the rainstorm, the most dangerous thunder, lightning, rainstorm in the world is being between a limit woman's fucking legs. Now, I did a study after that. And I got I eventually have to move on to my ice fishing shanty. I did a study after that that was brought on by that picture frame while I was fucking Mandy. It was brought on by that. I did a study, and the study was this. I had five women. I can't remember their names. I think one of them was Victoria. I remember correctly. I had five women. They stayed at my house for about two weeks and we did a study. And then I would put different types of seeds. I mean, different types of not seeds, but the actual implant. I'd put grass in there. I'd put a tiny, I'd put tiny little, little tiny, what do they call them? Twigs or sprigs of plants below them. And then I'd have them get turned on. I would suck their tits. I'd play with her asshole. They'd get turned on and they'd start raining this fucking vaginal juices into these areas below them like little potted areas. And then I would take notes of what I saw. And what I saw was this. After I saw these picture frames and shit and all that and a poor horse that lost his hair from her fucking riding him, her fucking cunt pushing on his back, the shit would die below her. The grass would die. 
the little tiny fucking seedlings would die, the sprigs or whatever you call it. Everything I put below them, I even took tree moss off trees, put it in fucking potted areas, and then turned the bitch on. I just tool, it would rotate. It looked like a big fucking walnut at the end. Like a, I guess it looked like a un- strange meteoroid or something crashing into the earth. It looked like that. And I had it on a rotating thing that had a battery. And I'd stick that in their asshole to turn them on. And everything below them would die. Honest to God. I had a container of tadpoles. The tadpoles were in these containers of water. And I would start to turn her on with my rotating walnut in her asshole and play with her tits. When she started raining down this juice from her cunt, her legs were spread. The fucking tadpoles died. Their juices went into the water and they died. I had minnows in a fucking tiny aquarium. I stuck the walnut spinning thing in their asshole to turn them on. And the fucking minnows would die. Honest to God, it was incredible. I had a complete container of saltwater fucking seahorses, not seahorses, but horses. What do they call them, seahorses? I guess they're seahorses. Yeah, not sea monkeys, seahorses. They were seahorses. I had them shipped in. They're saltwater things. They look like a weirdest thing you ever saw. I turned the chick on. I spun the winning spinning walnut thing in her asshole to turn her on, played with her nipples. Her cunt would start raining down the shit. The seahorses would look up. They had these big eyes. They'd look up like they know they were taken out deliberately, and they would die. The seahorses were floating on their fucking side because of how caustic a woman's pussy is. Now, why do I tell you this? I tell you this because you're probably a young chap, a young lad, and I'm telling you, you're on the quest of the most dangerous fucking ride you've ever been on. You have to be aware of what a bitch is. She's only looking at you because you're a winter fuck, a summer fuck, a spring fuck. She's looking at you as someone that could give her a home, keep her secure, keep her safe. The idea of love disappears straight the fuck away after the third load blast that you shoot into her goddamn face. Then she's got a grip on you. She's checking to see if she can control you every moment she's with you, if you'll respond to what she tells you to do. Now you're fucking done. I did all kinds of things under the chick's legs to check why. And it was all spurred by this fucking, this portrait of this woman standing by this horse wearing chaps on. Of course she was smiling because she had fucked so many times, cummed on so many times, creamed her jeans so many times on this poor goddamn horse. Now one time I had another thing that I put under this fucking thing and they were new little puppies. I can't tell you what they were. They were puppies. They were abandoned. You're going to say, you didn't do that, did you, Norm, with the puppies? I put the puppies in a container below a woman's legs, and I started to fucking play with her shithole with my spinning walnut acorny thing that I made. It looked like a meteorite. Turns them on every damn time. Uses two batteries to spin it around. Looks like an electric toothbrush. And I would start to play with her asshole in her tits. She started raining down. Excuse me, I just burped. I tried to hold it in. She started raining down pussy juices, vaginal juices onto the puppies. Now, they didn't die immediately. Honest to God, I thought, wow, bigger mammals and shit won't die immediately like the fucking seahorses, the minnows, the fucking tadpoles. They all died immediately. The fucking tree moss all died immediately. They didn't die immediately. But what I did notice was their hair did fall out. And now you're going to say, come on, Norm, that's not true. Well, let me ask you something. You know anybody, any bitch, that'll spread her legs and let her drip down her juices onto her puppies in her house? Have you ever done it? Has your old lady ever done it? Nobody's ever done that because it sounds so loony, so bizarre. So nobody's ever done it. But I'm telling you, that's what happens. Their fucking hair started falling out. Their eyes went white. Looked like Linda Blair when she was possessed in the, The Exorcist. Their eyes went white, they lost their fucking hair, and eventually they became like they were handicapped. A couple of the puppies were dragging their back two legs. Another puppy couldn't use his front legs. The other puppy, it seemed to me, lost his ability to hear. Because of her vaginal juices that were raining down from her cunt into these experiments I did, all brought on, all spurred, is that the word they say? by that fucking frame I saw in that woman's house when I was banging her from the fucking rear. By the way, 
She told me she had a limping issue for most of her life after that. It was something to do with a sciatica nerve and a lower lumbar cartilage that got uh, herniated. And she said she had a limp her whole fucking life when I last saw her. She was still limping. And I said, you mean as you walk now, that was caused by me? She said, yes. And I said, I'm so very sorry, Mandy. I'm very, very sorry. I didn't want that to happen. I thought we were just having fun. We were fucking and uh, living life and uh, experimenting and going through the world and, and trying to find our place. She said, you know what? I never resented that, Norm. She said, when I hit that fucking floor, my head hit the floor. It was a wood floor. It was a hardwood floor. When my head hit that floor, she said, I went unconscious. And when I walked, woke back up, I thought, wow, that was just a tremendous thing that I'll never do again in my entire life. And I am, I'm grateful that I had the ability to do it with you. Isn't that something? Now, she told me she couldn't fuck anymore. She couldn't lay on her back in a stationary or mission on her back in a supine position with a leg spread. She said that hurt. So she eventually married a man who would come into a plastic hose like an aquarium hose, this transparent, flexible hose. He would come into the hose with a little end over his cock. And then the cum would go into his hose. And then he would take his mouth and blow the cum into her cunt. Take the, the adapter off that were, went over his cock. He would blow the cum into her fuck hole. And she said she had kids that way. Isn't that amazing? Let's see everything you do. All actions have repercussions. For every action, there's a reaction. See, I had a direct impact on her having kids, and that made me feel good. Yeah, sure, she had to get the cum blown into her with an aquarium hose, this flexible vinyl hose. You ever see them to pump air into a fish tank? But I, I feel that I really had helped her future in some small way. So that picture caused me to do all those experiments. And at one time, I almost pushed myself into uh, sickness trying to, trying to figure this out. A sickness trying to understand exactly what I had seen, what I had learned. They don't tell you shit like this. They're never going to tell you shit like this. Honest to God, now I had one other experiment, and I, I wasn't going to bring it up here. But maybe I will bring it up here. I mean, we have this kind of relationship. In addition to the tadpoles, in addition to the seahorses, in addition to the tree moss, in addition to the minnows, in addition to the puppies, I did one other thing, and that is I was in the woods one day with the girls. They're still over, the five volunteers. I fucking paid them with my dick, and I can't remember what else they got. They got a lot of coke and other shit, coke and fucking marijuana, bourbon and fucking all kinds of shit. Uh, Count Chocula they used to like. It was a cereal. I used to pay them that way. I was out in the goddamn woods one time, and while I was out in the woods, I saw a bird nest in an apple tree. I took the bird nest out. It had eggs in it. They were still warm. The old lady was out doing whatever she did, shitting, getting food, uh, bringing stuff, uh, water, filling herself up with water, whatever they fucking do when they're not on the nest. I took the nest off and took it, and I put it under one of my prime suspects, su subjects, not suspect. It wasn't Victoria. I can't remember her name. Kathy Lee or something like that. Catherine, Kathy Lee. I'm not sure. I put it under her because she was a heavy rainer. Remember, chicks drip like crazy when they see something they want to fuck. The cunt wants that meat. That's the lower mouth. Then there's the upper mouth. The lower mouth, all it eats is meat. The upper mouth eats whatever the fucking propaganda, whatever the commercials, whatever her friends tell her she should be eating whatever the fucking corporations. But the lower mouth, it just eats meat. They can't manipulate that. It wants meat. She was my biggest fucking pussy rainer storm there was. So I stuck my thing into her asshole, my acorn spinning thing. It was like on this rotating toothbrush thing. Try to imagine um, a battery-powered toothbrush. It had a handle like that, only the whole thing spun, and then I made this walnut anal anal fucking massager that'll turn a chick on every time. I mean, you send me the money, I'll come over to your fucking house, and I'll do it on your sister's asshole. I'll do it on your twin sister's asshole. I'll do them at the same time. And you'll see I'm not bullshitting you with regards to this stuff, man. It's just daunting, it's exhausting to try to get people to realize that what I'm saying is 100% true. So I put the nest under her legs. She had her legs spread. I started to turn her on. The other four, four girls were watching, and I let her 
dripped down her pussy juices onto these three eggs. They were blue. I don't know what they were. Robin eggs? They were blue. I let her drip down these fucking, her juices, her vaginal juices, onto the fucking eggs. And I waited to see what would happen. Do you know that when the eggs hatched, they did hatch because I had to aim a light at it on them. I had to put a little screen under the eggs. I had to put water under there. I had to seal it up and kept it warm. That's how you hatch an egg and watch the temperature. Do you know when these fucking eggs hatched, the eyes were missing on the birds? The eyes were missing and their feet weren't right. Instead of the three fucking toes with a, with a fingernail on it, this little sharp claw thingy, it was like a straight thing that you would see like, uh, it was just like a straight thing, like something like a shish kebab. It was like the stick that you push through a shish kebab, the meat. It was like that, and their eyes were white. Now, not one of them had regular eyes or regular feet. So it had to be in the, the shell itself and the, and the babies, the little baby birds. They smelled like pussy. And I couldn't get the pussy off. I washed them. The other four girls washed them. Even the chick that rained the pussy, they washed them. We kept washing them. And you couldn't get the stink of pussy off the birds. And you couldn't get the stink of pussy off the bird shells. I'm trying to tell you. I'm demonstrating here. Being demonstrative and have done these studies. Maybe nobody in the world has ever done these studies. But I'm telling you, I've done the studies. And this is what the fuck I've seen. This is what the fuck I have learned. And it's creepy. I learned all that shit, did all those studies, spent all that money, had the five volunteers, did all this pussy stuff. Now, the chicks loved it. I had one girl in there that once she started raining their pussy juices down, like a rainstorm, that's what happens when they're turned on. I mean, imagine that. You're out in public. There's how many women? There's 300 million people in America, 175 million women, 100 million women may be turned on, 75 million women may be turned on at any given fucking time. All this shit's leaking down in their fucking panties, but nobody talks about it. It's maddening. She's sitting there having a fucking conversation, trying to act like she's got some brains. She's talking about pivot, pivot tables and Excel spreadsheets, but her panties are soaking fucking wet, and that shit is caustic. It's deadly. The number one fucking challenge panty manufacturers have is trying to figure out the material, the fibers, the way the threads work during their looms for that crotch area because that shit will eat the panty right up. We don't have that trouble. Men don't have a fucking problem like that. We go fucking whack off. We watch a fucking show on TV and a flat panel screen. We got a six pack. All the goddamn doors are locked. And we got a pizza. We don't have that problem. We can't kill nothing with our semen. They wouldn't mind it at all. Semen's all protein-based. There's living fucking semens in the sperm in it. Minnows would eat it, wouldn't they? Minnows would love it. Fucking seahorses would love it. Wouldn't hurt them at all. Anything like that. The moss wouldn't turn, not turn die if I beat my meat over a tree covered in moss. Man, wake up. See what you're facing. See what's really going on in this world that you don't want to see. See this, and you'll become a better person, or you'll become a worse person, or you'll become somebody who's unemployable. You want to be careful there. There's a fine fucking line there. But all this shit happened when I was fucking. And why did it happen when I was fucking? Because that's when you're at your most creative ability. That's when your powers are at the height of a of the, the apex inside you. That's when the things can really happen because you're creating. You're connected to the right-hand fucking arm of God when your dick is in her fucking cunt, when it's in her shit shoot. You're connected there, so your mind's really cooking. It's really on fire. It's really producing. It was all from that fucking frame. That chick was smiling next to that goddamn horse. She had probably just come 15 minutes earlier. She had probably just taken a dick a half hour earlier in her asshole. Of course she's smiling. Then she's using this horse to get off on, and it wasn't even that was offending. So it was offensive. It was that all her jism that rained out of her fucking early Victorian panties had killed off this horse's hair. It was never going to come back again. She fucking abused him. That is abuse. If your hair falls off your dick and off your pubic mound because you were fucking a woman, that is abuse. If the horse's hair falls off his back because she's dripping cunt, cum juices onto her, his back, that is abuse. And where is the laws for that? Where do they cover that? I don't have any idea. 
and you probably don't either. Where are the laws protecting things from this? Where are the laws protecting the 8.9 trillion tampons that are leaking blood into the earth? Who knows what's going to climb out of the earth one day? Who knows these creatures in landfills that'll climb out six, seven feet tall that were born from some fucking egg that was able to fucking hatch from inside a warm, heated, compressed landfill? 60, 50 feet down, think of this freak coming out of the ground created by some bitch who abandoned her rags with no other thought than to abandon them. One day you can hook up with a bitch. You look up with a bitch, you'll buy her tampons. You have a kid from her, she'll, you'll buy her tampons too. They have yeast infections, you'll buy the yeast infection medications. Did you sign up for any fucking of that shit, fuck stick? No. So, I gotta move on here a second. Move on. Go to somewhere else. Try to bring myself down a little bit. I get really revved up here. I've got a handful of blood pressure pills. I got some, I got a fucking doobies in here. I got whiskey in here. I got some coke in here. I got some LSD. I got some fucking blotter acid fucking you can put on your tongue. I got all kinds of shit and I keep it on a brass plate in right where I'm sitting here and I can just reach over for, over for it while I'm talking to you. I got the brass plate. I don't remember where at a garage sale, I think in Ashburn, Ashland, Wisconsin, I think it was. And a woman was selling the brass plate in her garage, and she said that Cher Bono once owned the brass plate. I said, really? Cher Bono? This was her brass plate. Now, this plate has a picture of an elephant carved into it, like with, it was used with an engraving tool on the back of it, on the front of it. But on the back, someone took another engraving thing, tool, and it says Cher Bono. And I don't know if it's the Cher Bono. I don't know what it was. It was her their pot tray that was next to her bed or... Inside, I don't know. They used it in Woodstock. It was between. I'm not sure. But I keep all my shit on this. And I got it really cheap. I don't remember what it was. A buck fifty, two dollars. But I liked it because it said Cher Bono on the back. And I liked the big elephant with a saddle on his back on him. And there was a picture of like a person in the background. And I keep all my shit on that. Maybe one day I'll fucking pass this fucking brass tray on to you. I don't know. I'll leave it in my fucking will. Give it to you. May there be no will. Maybe I'll go tonight. Maybe tomorrow night. I haven't really fucking quite made my mind up yet. So there sat that bitch. There she stood. Abused the shit out of everybody. And she exposed all this stuff that I discovered. This bitch standing by this horse. I learned a lot from her. Thank God. Thank God the holiest of holies, the deepest prayer I could ever make. Thank God that bitch is dead. The reign of terror, the abuse, is over. Now <laughs> I talk about something. I want to talk about my ice fishing shanty for a few minutes, and then fortunately we'll have to go our separate ways. My ice fishing shanty, I've done something different this year. Maybe I've already talked about this, or maybe not. I have made a plexiglass box that is 10 foot wide, and it's 10 by 10. It's 10 by 10 all the way around. And it's four and a half feet deep. Now, this plexiglass box is like uh, an aquarium. The plexiglass box, I'm getting ready to put out on the water here. When I say in the water, in the lake, what I'm talking about is I'm going to sink this plexiglass box up to the top so it doesn't take in water. And I'm going to set it in the water so that when the water freezes, the plexiglass box is frozen embedded in the ice. And the point of that is this. When I do all kinds of fucking this winter in my ice fishing shanty, and by God, you know I'm going to do that, I'm sorry. I mean, that's what women and men do. I once had a woman when I was at Ferris State University. She came to my house. I lived on the Muskegon River. She came to my house, and she was really attractive. I mean, something that you probably would never get. Fresh, attractive. And I wanted a humper. And she got offended by that, and she pulled away. She didn't want to do it. She didn't want to do it. She still nice, but she resisted me. And I said to her then, and I remember it well, I said, well, well, this is what men and women do, Nora. This is what they do. What, what else do we do? I later took her back to her dorm. I don't remember what it was. Bond Hall, I think it was, at Ferris State University. 
I took her back to her dorm. You know, like five days later, she called me up and said, "Can I, I want to come over. Can I come over? See, that worked on her. That, that got to her. She thought, what else do men and women do? I got a fucking hole. He's got this big dick. The dick goes in the hole. It's amazing. I don't know how I got on that shit, but I've got this, this fucking, this transparent box, this plexiglass box. It's a half inch thick because of the water pressure, and I want to use it year after year. The point of it is, is that when I get my bitch out there on the ice, I guess it connected to Nora, this, this particular thing here that I just told you the story. When I get my bitch out in the ice, we're going to go inside this plexiglass box that is embedded in the ice. We're going to go in there and I'm going to have pillows in there. I'm going to have blankets in there. I'm going to have a strobe light in there. I'm going to have a mirror ball in there. I'm going to have an entire rack of all kinds of booze and then another rack of all kinds of dope. I got fucking five bricks of Pinconning Paralyzer, 97% THC. I've been given it given to me because I humped this woman up here. Her family owns a wholesale grow house of marijuana. She just gives me this shit. They're like $4,000 a piece. This isn't low-grade buds and shit. This is high-grade weed. And I got all this shit I'm going to put inside this transparent box. And we're going to go in there. We're going to fuck. Only the shanty will be above it. The ice fishing shanty, the dwelling itself, will be actually above the, the plexiglass box. And when she comes into my ice fishing shanty, I'm just going to raise the trap door. And we're going to go inside that. Now, you know how romantic that is? You have to give them something. You know how romantic that is? They go inside this box that's under the shanty and they see the fish. And the fish see them. Maybe they see an outboard engine that fell into the water. Maybe they see a spud, nice fishing spud. That's a steel rod you use to, to knock a hole into the ice. Maybe they see all kinds of shit. A power spud, a power auger. They'll see that. And they'll see the fish and all the weeds and stuff. And it's a turn on, man. We'll go in there. I'll turn on the mirror ball. I'll turn on the black light. We'll get the shit and dope going. We'll look through the plexiglass. When I got her on her stomach and I'm banging her out, she can look straight down at the water. It's romantic as I'm giving her the dick. And then all that fucking moisture, the moisture, the, the odor, the drippage coming out of her pussy, coming out of her snatch, the perspiration coming from below her tits in my ball sack, and it's dripping off the walls of the plexiglass dwelling that I've built under my ice fishing shanty. It's dripping and stinking the place up. No chick could resist that. I guarantee if a chick is listening to me right now, she's fucking got her fingers between and in her pussy. She's right now fingering herself. She's pulling with her asshole. She's squeezing her nipples because that's how you do it. It's not corporation, man. You're not fucking forming a corporation. You're not forming a fucking, some fucking company doing business ads or nothing like that. It's fucking. It's two people becoming one. You know, when those fish see us, they'll know we're fucking because it's instinct and they'll like it. They'll like to watch. They'll see us fucking. And as I get ready to come and to get closer and closer to blow my goddamn load out my 15.5 pound telephone pole, when I get ready to blow my fucking load, the fish will get especially close. Their nose will be hitting the glass, the plexiglass, waiting to see the reaction on my face as I blow my fucking hatch. Blow my cum, my two-part epoxy. They'll be really super close. Maybe even crabs will come up. Maybe big fucking northern pike will come to the glass. Maybe the perch. Maybe all kinds of sunfish will come up there. Maybe unusual animals will come up. Maybe ducks that were at the surface, they have the ability to go down there from some opening in the ice, and they'll watch too. They'll all be watching Norm Augustinus fucking and getting ready to come. Because that's how life is. Because life demands this kind of creativity. There must be this creativity must be allowed in our society. It cannot be erased out because this is all there is. It can't be fucking taken away. They'll be watching and I'll be watching them. Their eyes will dilate as, I, as I'm ready to come. And things on the bottom of the lake will see her eyes dilate as she's getting ready to come. Maybe she'll fart or have a pussy fart. And we're inside this fucking thing and it'll blow the goddamn trap door open and into the first floor. 
Very few people have a second floor in an ice fishing shanty. But I'm going to have that. You're a good-looking bitch. If you're not some fucking big, lard-ass minority, if you've got good teeth, if you've got white skin and orange hair and orange eyes, you can send me a fucking email. We'll set up a time. Maybe you can stay or extended. Maybe you can't. And we'll do what people are supposed to do. Like I told Nora. What else are a man and a woman supposed to do? Hang on, will ya? Well, fuck, man. Well, fuck. You've been listening to the one and only... My dick is enormous. There is no escape. We meet at the big clock. In cyberspace, it's dark out there in cyberspace. It's scary out there in cyberspace. You're out there in cyberspace. You're frozen with fear. You don't know what to do. You're looking up. You're looking down. You're looking to the right. You're looking to the left. It's windy out. You don't know what to do. You're frozen. Till eventually and quite abruptly, you hear this distant chiming clock in the background. And you follow the chiming clock until it gets louder and louder and louder. Eventually bringing you upon this bright illuminated place in cyberspace. There are thousands of people there. They're holding hands. They're smiling. They've been waiting for you. There's that thing that brought you to this place in the first place. It's a tower. A hundred, hundred and fifty feet tall. Brown bricks, tan mortar. Way at the top of this tower is a glass bezel. It's a clock. It's backlit. And above that is this chimey bell-like thing that brought you to this place in the first place. And you know why you're at this place in the first place. You're here to clear out your pains, your frustrations, your aches, your woes, your disappointments, your hurts, the person that died on you, the ramen noodles you're sick of eating, the credit cards you can't pay off, the apartment you can't pay for, the house you think you'll maybe never own, the bitch who left you, the guy who left you. You're here to clear all those pains and frustrations out. And how do we do that? Well, the moment you heard my voice, you were instantly and automatically filled up with this highly absorbent orange-colored solution. It's been inside your body sloshing about this entire recording. And now, at the end of this recording, we lie you gently down, we pop the corks in your toes, and all of that highly absorbent orange-colored solution comes gushing out of your body. Look at it. It's forming a small mini lake alongside you. It's orange-colored. It's rusty. It stinks. It's toxic. We shake your feet getting out the last drops of highly absorbent orange-colored solution and replace the corks in your toes. You can't believe how good you feel. You feel like you can go on another second, another minute, another day, another hour, another year, maybe infinitely. It doesn't matter that a friend of yours is making $250,000 a year and lives in a million-dollar house. It doesn't matter that another friend of yours has got the best-looking bitch you've ever seen or another friend of yours has the best-looking dude you've ever seen. None of that shit matters. All that matters is how good you feel right now. You know you can feel this good anytime you want to. Anytime you're in duress, anytime you feel like you can't go on another second, all you gotta do is think of the big chiming clock in cyberspace where you meet your pal, your friend, Norm Augustinus, and instantly and almost automatically you'll feel refreshed and clear. You know the best part of this recording, the most important part of this recording, at least to me, is that for one hour, we were friends. Friend, I enjoyed myself. I hope you did too. Write me, normaugustinus at gmail.com. Tune in again for another exciting episode from the amazing mind of Norm Augustinus. Dear Evie, I have invented a rubber that will magnify the diameter of a man's cock. 
If a man has a puny cock, all he has to do is pull on my amazing rubber, and his cock will look ten times bigger than it really is. It is made using special enlarger molecules that are added to a condom. All a man has to do is leave the bedroom where the woman with a wet pussy is, and then pull on my amazing magnifier rubber. When the man re-enters the bedroom with my amazing fuck rubber pulled over his puny dong, the woman with a wet undulating pussy will see his enormous cock, and she'll believe it is a Godzilla-sized schlong, and she'll want to eagerly. Fuck it! Of course, the woman is looking through my amazing magnifying rubber. The prick appears huge, though in reality it isn't. The embedded and larger molecules that make up my space-age rubber have fooled the big-pussied woman. Additionally, people can use my magnifying fuck rubber to examine fine details on old coins and on old U.S. postage stamps. What's more, my magnifying hump rubber can be used to start campfires. Simply stretch the rubber, hold it under the sun, and aim the tiny hot magnified light beam towards wherever you want to start a campfire. If you would like to send me two hundred and fifty thousand dollars to get my enlarging forward slash magnifying rubbers into production, that would be most appreciated. Happy holidays, Evie. Love, Norman. P.S. I saw your big-titted little sister at the Target store off Van Dyke Road. She was making holiday candles at the back of the store where the Christmas stuff is being sold. When your big-titted little sister saw me, she grabbed a bunch of her still-warm, just-poured holiday candles, and she pulled me into the cardboard Santa Claus workshop. While we were inside the Santa Claus cardboard workshop, I fucked her with the candles, and then I slowly dragged the candles under your big titted little sister's nose. Before I knew what was happening, we were eating one another out, and then we fucked, and then we fell asleep because we were caught up in the afterglow of our multiple orgasms. Attention, Target shoppers! This is Baloney Pony, the store manager. Shoppers, please be advised that inside the cardboard Santa workshop is a man forcing women to smell candles that have been inserted into their vagina. Additionally, please know at the front of the store we are running a special on anal expanders. You can now get two anal expanders at the price of one, and we'll throw in a Kit Kat candy bar. Thank you for shopping at Target, and have a safe and enjoyable holiday season. Fuck. Ah. Uh. 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 Uh. Women are constipated three times more than men. When you're walking down the halls and your balls hit the walls, it's a rupture.